Business Benefits and Business Outcomes, Episode 13. Show me the money! Hey friends, Ziglets, nerds, and geeks alike. Welcome back for another episode of the Zigbits Network Design Podcast, where Zigabytes are faster than gigabytes. As always, our goal is to provide you with real-world context around technology. I'm Michael Ziga, also known as Zig in this community, and I am your host. Today's show is all about the business benefits and business outcomes that really matter. What do businesses really care about? What are the business benefits and business outcomes that you should care about? Well, let's get started. In my experience, we focus too heavily or are blinded, let's say, by the technology outcomes and the technology benefits or the actual specific technology that a project is implementing. In most of these cases, we lose sight of the real reason we are doing the project in the first place. I know I have done this, and I'm sure each and every one of you have done it as well. And and just being fully transparent, I happen to have done this early this week, which is what really motivated me to do this show some of the things that that we really focus on, and I would say we're putting our our we're putting our technology blinders on. We're forgetting the real reason that we're doing a project in the first place. And some of the technologies that we're focusing on at a high level, maybe we're focusing on that that single pane of glass for management. You know, maybe we're focusing on a new high-speed technology. I know I've done this. So maybe we're focusing on like a layer three access design, um, which if you've been following the show, you know that's one of my favorites, personal favorites. Uh, maybe you're doing a spine leaf architecture and you're focusing on the spine leaf architecture. The outcomes that come with deploying a spine leaf architecture from a technology perspective, but then you're not bringing that back down to the business benefits and the business outcomes that that you really should understand. Maybe you're deploying a software-defined solution, whatever that may be. And I I would term it software-defined X, right? Maybe you're deploying a software-defined WAN or software-defined data center or software-defined access or whatever you're doing. And you're doing it because it's the solution and it's the technology that you're, fe- that you're focusing on. It, maybe it brings features. Maybe it brings a specific design. And maybe it does solve some of the issues that you have as a technologist in your field and in your company. But a lot of cases, we forget to map the technology benefits back to the business requirements and the business constraints and the business drivers, which then should be mapped back to the business outcomes and the business benefits. And that, that's really the process here. Um, and, and hopefully you can take some of this from the different episodes the last few weeks, last few last couple months, and, and really piece it all together. It's kind of we're we're building on each episode and we're 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 kind of going through a process of learning a, a way to do this job that we're supposed to be doing effectively and efficiently for the business side of the house. Some of the other things that we focus on is um, security as a whole. Security lately has been one of the big 
concerns from a business perspective. Um, and let's, let's kind of uh, skip that aspect right there. We'll come back to it. But from a technology perspective, you know, maybe we're deploying next-gen firewalls or deploying some sort of network access control solution. Again, we're focusing on the technology and the technology benefits specifically, and we're not relaying them to the business outcomes and the business benefits that that we should understand at a high level as technologists and be able to articulate. We don't necessarily need to understand every aspect of the business side. We just need to understand how we fit in and how we map to the business benefits of our companies and organizations so that we know that we are providing value uh, either directly or indirectly for the business goals. Now, we could keep going down this list of technologies, right? Um, a list, you know, we could say multi- MPLS. We're deploying maybe an MPLS core for whatever reason, and we're focusing on. We're focusing on BGP route reflector design, or we're focusing on um, MPLS traffic engineering tunnel design, or we're focusing on, you know, maybe our our IGP within our MPLS cloud and and trying to make it, trying to deploy with with fast convergence, or you know, maybe we're adding BFD for some reason. I mean, we could do all this stuff, and we could focus on all these technologies. And you as technologists, we can understand all of this from a technology perspective, but we really need to bring it back once again to that the, the business side of the house. We could make this list of technologies for, for hours, I think. We could have a huge list, hundreds of items on the list, and we would still be going and adding more lit items to this list. So this is could be a fairly extensive technology benefits list, right? So we're gonna we're gonna migrate back down to really what you should be asking yourself and asking the company, right? So the questions that that you should be asking yourself is if you and your team are actually matching the business outcomes your company is expecting. This specifically relates to the following, the design framework and the blueprint that I was discussing in episode 12, last episode. And I I will put the link in the show notes. But episode 12 was all about your design framework and mapping the design decisions, the technology decisions to your blueprint, which had all the business requirements, the application requirements, and the user requirements listed. So one step after that, though, is to map all those requirements back into the business outcomes and business benefits. And we haven't gotten there yet. So this is kind of a full circle. The technology benefits and outcomes should correlate to the business requirements, constraints, and drivers that then correlate to the business outcomes the company is, is focusing on. As you can see, it's an iterative process between your design and your design blueprint going all the way back to the, the business outcomes and the business benefits. So in some cases, and this is maybe more often than not, actually, we as engineers and we as technologists aren't all even aware of the business benefits or the, the expected business outcome. So maybe we're not bought into the company. Maybe we aren't, maybe we're, we're not being given the information. In my opinion, this is more of a limiting situation by your management staff of your organization. If your management staff isn't aligning your projects with the business benefits and business outcomes that your company is looking for, that, that's a problem. Now, you, you, if you are not aware 
of the business benefits and business outcomes of a project, you should be asking your management staff. You should be proactive here. That is a huge point and huge opportunity for you to be proactive, in my opinion. Even if your management staff isn't or is trying to tell you, you can be proactive and that way you can get this information and understand implementing MPLS fast reroute for whatever reason correlates to a business outcome, whatever that might be. You know, maybe, maybe for example, um, at a high level, the business doesn't make any money if the network's down. That could turn around. That could be an easy business outcome. They're expecting to make money and they want to maintain making money constantly. And I'm jumping ahead here. But um, so you have to keep the network up. You know, if you're, let's say you're a service provider company and you're running MPLS and you have multiple customers at a high level. And if your MPLS cloud goes down and all your customers stop paying you and then your company loses money. And that, that, that example, you're going to want to maintain your network uptime so that you can make the company more money. But maintaining the, the network uptime just to maintain the uptime and not really understanding that, hey, the network is the business versus if the network is an overhead or not really the business, those are important points that, that we should know is really what it comes down to. To show me the money, right? That, that's really what, what we're getting at here. Show me the money. Most companies in today's world care about two things. This is just my experience and my summarization. I think everything falls back to these two bullets, and that's making money or saving money. And as always, there is an exception to the rule, right? There's always an exception. And the exception is going to be companies and organizations that are either not-for-profit or really just overhead, a cost overhead with a, a very different business outcome, business benefit, business expectation. Um, a great example, if you take a look at it, is like the U.S. military. They, If you treat them like a business for a second, you can see a pretty good example of what I'm trying to get here. The military, um, whatever branch you choose, they do not have a business goal or business outcome to make money. Uh, the military's business outcome is to uphold this mission. Now, each each branch has a different mission at a high level. They might be including different things. But let's, let's just say that their mission is to protect the country and defend the country at a high level, right? They're really just a cost overhead for the U.S., for the government. And to accomplish their specific mission and their specific goals, the government, the U.S. government, gives them each a budget. So they get a budget every year or however they break it out. And it's on that military branch to complete the mission within that budget. So for this example, um, that's that's where we can come in. Right? We may not be able to make the company money directly because it doesn't care about making money. They, they have a set budget and that's what they have. So instead of having to make money, maybe we can come in and help them save money. Now, Let's step away from this example. It was a loose example, but um, this example applies to a number of different businesses and organizations. This isn't just the military. That was the example I used. But I mean, honestly, this can be any government agency, uh, any government department, any state agency, any state department, um, any not-for-profit company organization, though they will be making money in some aspect because they will be trying to pay their bills. There's a number of other examples that I'm sure I'm overlooking. The idea here is that not all companies are out there to make money. 
I would say 95, 90 to 95% of the companies out there today are to make money. They are trying to make money. They're trying to make a business and, and pay um, themselves and, and have co- employees on staff that they're paying and they're making products or services to make money. So moving back to what most companies are care about, like I said, is is making money. The real the real push for this episode today is how does a business make money, right? And then how how do we as technologists fit into that that role? At a high level, the businesses that are trying to make money, what are they caring about? At at like the the CXO level, the CIO level, the CEO level. And again, this is a little detached from what we're used to probably dealing with as engineers and as technologists, we're usually at the IT level and maybe the IT management level, and we don't really go to the, the CXO level, the CEO or COO level. But this is the kind of stuff that we should start start to care about. Finding ways to increase and grow business. That is a key goal or initiative from the leadership of the company. They're finding they're trying to find ways to increase and grow business. If they don't increase and grow business, they're not going to make more money. They're finding ways to enhance customer experience. They want to find a way that they can make themselves a competitive advantage and then they can market that competitive competitive advantage and have one one leg up against the competitors because you know in this day and age you're going to have a competitor in whatever business you are in in the most case if you don't have one today you're going to have a competitor in a year from now or five years from now there's going to be competitors out there so you want a competitive advantage so keeping on this this flow we want to retain customers too we want to keep our old customers happy and we want to keep the revenue coming in you know so how does a business make money well we we keep our customers that we have happy you know, if you're a, a cable provider, like, you know, a TV cable provider and you're providing TV services for, for residential customers, you want to keep them happy. You know, you don't want to lose those those customers. And that's why you see probably a lot of deals to, hey, you've been here, you know, you've been with us for two years. Why are you looking to leave? And they make it cheaper for you monthly for a little bit. I mean, they're trying to make you, they're trying to make you stay. Gaining new customers. Again, they're trying to find ways to and get people to come on over so they're going to be competitive and whatnot. Evolving old products. This is uh, an interesting one because a lot of companies put a lot of money into products. And if they have a product that, that didn't do so well, or maybe it did great, and they evolve that product into a different product or a better product, that's where they can also make some money too. And the last one on the list that I have for uh, how, to, how does a business make money today, launching new products. So as we get through the old products and we start building out new products, I mean, that, that's what happens. We're going to keep building out new products that we can market and sell. They provide value to our customers in whatever, whatever venue and whatever commercial outlet that the, the company works in. You know, if it's a retail store, maybe you're bringing new clothing. If it's a, a, a food environment like a fast food chain you know maybe you're bringing in new food options you know those are different products that you're doing if it's a it company maybe you're or like a SaaS provider maybe you're building out a new um SaaS offering that is cheaper or has more better features and better offerings to give the, the company more money so those those are the there's a lot more so don't don't think this is a full inclusive list there's just a few examples that i had that i brainstormed and i wrote down so how does a business save money, right? So if we can't make money, how do we save money? How do we make our money go longer? And I think if you think about it in your own life, 
as an adult and you're trying to save money as you as you make money you're trying to save your money so we're looking for sales we're looking for ways to reduce our costs on things if that's breaking you know breaking down our our cable bill um, as that was an example before or breaking down our internet bill and making it cheaper or you know being mindful on grocery shopping that's what we do as a as a business for our homes like if you if you treat our our house life our, our house hold world with our you know with your family and everything as a business those are things you can do to be more efficient so increased efficiencies you know buying only things that are on sale reducing what you're buying only buying what you need that kind of stuff so from a business perspective it's the same thing you know they're going to increase the efficiencies when they buy things um they're going to increase efficiencies when they how they people work too they're going to make them work easier and faster and more efficient and accurate. Um, they're going to make it so that what I call troop multiplier, which means that you know they're going to do projects that can increase your troop worth, your employee worth from a a time perspective. So maybe they'll 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 focus on doing projects that make it so that you don't have to spend eight hours a day doing this one task. Maybe instead of spending eight hours a day, you spend one hour a day to doing that one task. So now you can focus on other other jobs and other projects and other initiatives. Um, so those are, those are, that's what a troop multiplier in. And then the worst one for, for us as employees is reducing headcount, right? So from a company perspective or a business perspective, one of the most expensive costs that a company has is their employees. So if they are having concerns about revenue and money, one of the easiest ways to bring that that back down and, and to save that money is to reduce headcount for the company. That does have some negative impacts on the company. If you reduce headcount, now you can't do some of these other things that you're trying to do to make money. There is some negative issues with doing something along those lines. You, as a technologist, as a geek, and as a nerd, and, and as I always say, these, these, terminal, these terms, I say lovingly these are not me being rude or obnoxious being a geek and being a nerd i hold in the highest esteems in this industry that we can have so you know we are technologists we are geeks and we are nerds so you as a technologist as a geek and as a nerd must align the technology benefits and outcomes to how your business can make money or save money and you think of it like in essence you are showing your company the value you have be it directly or indirectly. You you are aligning the technology benefits to the business outcomes. You're showing them that, hey, yes, this has a direct correlation to what we're trying to do from a business perspective. And that is huge. We don't, we don't do that enough today. Uh, this is where you are going to start to see the different business terminology that we've kind of glossed over the last three or four episodes, but eventually we'll get into these more in depth, like the capital expenditure or CapEx, uh, operating expenditure or OpEx, uh, return on investment or ROI, uh, the total cost of ownership, TCO, and there are a ton of other terms that we haven't even glazed over that we haven't gotten to yet, but we will get to them and we will discuss them. I promise these, these are important things for us to learn as technologists and as geeks and as nerds, especially if we work for a business side of the house. These are the things that are going to matter you know, five and ten years from now because what we do today 
is not going to be something that we can sustain in five years. What we have done historically today and not mapped things to business requirements, constraints, and drivers, not mapped things to the business outcomes and benefits. And if if we continue to be in our silos and we continue to be in our, our cubicles and, and at our keyboards and not being proactive and not being collaborative within the company and within the business, yeah, what we do today is not going to sustain five years from now. We're going to get outsourced and the benefits that we have today are going to be gone. There are no benefits. What does the company see in us if, if we can't make can't show them the benefits that we have today? So this is this is really important stuff. I can't emphasize that enough how important all of this is and all of these episodes are. If you have a chance and you have some time, I highly recommend going back to episode 11 and episode 12 and re-listening to those episodes and then re-listening to this episode again. These episodes are extremely important. They're not too long episodes. They have some really, really important lessons and information in these episodes, and I highly recommend you going back through and listening to them. So today's call of action for each and every one of you, if you liked something within this show, I would ask you to share the show and share the content that I'm bringing to this community. Put it on Twitter. Put it on LinkedIn. Share the content with someone you believe would enjoy listening to all this content and learning from it. Give them something that you could see them taking a lot from it. Also, if you give me some feedback, I would really appreciate it. I don't know if you guys are enjoying this content or not. So if you hate it and you want something else, let me know. If you love it and and you want to keep going down this path, let me know. Um, You can email feedback at zigbits.tech and I will read your message and I will reply. Hey, Ziglets, that's going to close out this episode of the Zigbits Network Design Podcast on understanding your business benefits and business outcomes. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit zigbits.tech to join the conversation and access the show notes. Today's show notes can be found at zigbits.tech slash 13. If you liked today's episode, if it inspired you, resonated something within you, or provided a level of real-world context, let us know. You can find us on Twitter and LinkedIn by searching for Zigbits. You can also send us an email to feedback at zigbits.tech. Don't forget to join us in two weeks for another episode where we will continue to provide you with real-world context around technology. Bye for now.